The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body-positive advocate. I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This This is is Life in Spanglish. You know like that one video where she says, don't do it, girl, don't do it. What about that video? Don't do it, girl. Don't quit that job. Don't be messy. Don't get crazy. Oh, Carolina. I She's not talking to me directly, but she's talking to you. <laughs> you know, our listeners, exactly. if you're having this thought right now, you can quit your job, but there is a good way to go about it. Well, we got to talk about the great resignation because I feel like everybody is at this stage in their life where they are reevaluating what's important to them, what they really want to do. I think the pandemic hit some of us harder than others. It really made us give some thought to whether or not you're really wasting your life at a company that doesn't value you. I... I know there are a lot of people who might be facing this same thing. There were many people who decided to go back to school because they said, you know what? This job is not for me. I feel like I could do more. I feel like I could expand. And I think the great resignation has a lot of people talking. But the one statistic that I thought that was really interesting was that it's being led by Latinas. That's a fact. You know, it's crazy. I read the same article and I found it incredible that it's like, we're like, we're not doing this anymore. And this has a lot to do with the pandemic, with COVID, with being locked down and us restructuring and reshifting our, I guess, our thoughts on what is important. And it turns out that for Latinas, the job is not at the top of the list. Well, I think that culturally, we've always been the type of people to really put family first. And I think that given the situation where we were all kind of stuck at home, it made us realize or it made certain people realize that they were spending more time commuting than they were actually speaking to their loved ones or that they were spending more time in the office than they were with their family or their friends. So I think the great resignation right now has a lot of people thinking, but 
you don't want to just walk in and be like, I quit this bitch. I'm out and be like in a blaze of glory. I have a co-host that I work with. His name is Greg T. He always said that if he was going to quit a job, he would go and poop on his boss's desk. And I said, that's not a good idea. That's not the way you want to be remembered. But there is a great way. I guess he doesn't need that reference. Oh, hell no. I mean, I think his reputation precedes him. Everybody knows who he is. But for people like you and I who want to maintain great relationships, who really rely on those references, you want to go about it in a different kind of way. You do. And, you know, I want to shout out everybody who's out here that you know that's feeding that's feeling you know burnt out overworked you know maybe your values are no longer the same values as your job or even just a toxic environment if you've been hanging on and you haven't walked into someone's office or haven't emailed them uh, just one line I quit I give you props because I know a lot of people that struggle with this every single day and they tell me like I love my life, but my job is making me hate my life. Well, that's no way to live, though. And I know that we all need a job to survive. We all need food, shelter, etc. All of the all of the things. But you also need to have a quality of life, which I think is something that we need to examine. The issue for me, I think, is that there are a lot of people who have looked at their requirements for their job. And they're seeing that a lot of companies, they downsized during the pandemic. So now you're not just doing one position. You're you're taking on two, three, four positions because they decided to streamline the company. And you're the person who's paying for it, not the person at the top. The person at the top never sees that. They never have to deal with taking on more or biting off more than they can chew. And yes, a CEO has his or her own issues and problems, and I understand that. But for the everyday working American woman, which I believe we're speaking to a lot of women, but we also have a lot of men that listen to this podcast too. I think that there comes a point in time where you really stand back and you look at what you're contributing and you think, is this how I'm going to go out? Like, is this is this what the American dream is really about? Because for a lot of people at this point, it really isn't. It's not. You know, it's just spending time with your family, not being like for me, let's say I would now I work remote. But before I would spend three hours on trains, that's three hours on trains. Now I'm reevaluating. I'm like, wow, do I ever want to do that to myself ever again? I, I didn't even, no, see, my, I didn't even you see don't. my husband half the time. I don't. I know I don't. I, and I've spoken to my friends who have started to go back into the city two, three times a week. And they say, I don't understand how I maintained this before. I don't know how I juggled so many things. And I didn't realize everything that I was missing at home. There are so many different angles and ways to look at it. For example, for me, my quality of life where it, I think it really matters is family and sleep. I used to have to wake up at 3.30, 3.45 in the morning to go into the city. And I was basically trying, let's say I was, I was thinking, okay, I got about an hour and a half commute, give or take, because you never know with traffic, construction, an accident, things of that nature. And you've got to be live in the studio. So for me, just taking that extra hour and a half that I used to devote to being on the road and white knuckling it and stressing out because I didn't know when that accident was going to get cleared. I don't need to have that anxiety in my life. But on the flip side, I love my job. So that's where you have to look at the bigger picture and decide what direction you really want to take. But the great resignation saw a lot of people just super frustrated and feeling uncertain. 
and just throwing their hands up in the air and saying, I'd rather quit than continue doing this. And you know what? Good for them because, you know, it takes a lot to make that decision, especially people that have been with a company for a very long time. And I feel like, you know, this episode, I feel like we should make it about, you know, that person that wants to quit and just doesn't know how to quit. Maybe we can give them some steps on how to quit properly. I don't even know if that sounds right, but how to make your exit out of your company, I guess, a good exit. I think that's a great suggestion because I think that there are steps that you can take where maybe you do think this is the time for you to move on, but you just haven't spoken or, or advocated for yourself. Maybe you need to have that conversation with your manager and hint to them that you are thinking of leaving and see what their vision is for you and the company. So maybe before you even start thinking of leaving, you have a sit down and you write down all of the things that you bring to the company. I am very uh, friendly. I have great client relations, blah, blah, blah. Write down all of the qualities that make you a superstar and make you an asset to the company. Schedule a time with your manager And sit down and really try to dive in and say, these are the things that I see that I'm contributing to the company. Where do you see me heading in the next five to 10 years? Or is there no plan? And then I think that's when you decide whether or not it's time to move on. Because I think there are so many conversations that people don't have. And then you look back and you're like, man, I wish I would have just stood up for myself or I wish I would have said something. So I think that 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 for me would be the beginning. That's a great place to start because I feel like a lot of people, Carolina, they just feel like, no, I'm unappreciated. No matter what I say, nothing is going to change. My boss doesn't appreciate my work. I'm just quitting. You know, a lot of people, they just get in their feelings. And, you know, what's that saying? Like, don't make permanent decisions on temporary emotions. And I feel like a lot. Oh, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people that go in and just be like, I quit. It's just temporary emotions. So it's like, have a conversation with your boss, no matter how scary the conversation may seem. They might see your side of things or they might be like, wow, I was just thinking about this new role for you. Or you know what? You're up for review. I was thinking about a great race. It might not go that way, but it might. So it doesn't hurt to try. Well, the other thing, too, that I was thinking of ever forever married to the financial planner is do you have enough money tucked away? So that you can make a decision like that and you could actually take the month or two or three to find that next position that's the right one for you. You may not find something in three months. You may not find something in ha- in, in six or even a year because it is just so uncertain right now. So I would highly, highly suggest maybe looking at finances, seeing if this is a good time. Where can you... Look at look at your lifestyle. Maybe there are things that you can, you know, do away with. Maybe your entertainment budget won't be as big or maybe you won't be going to specialized classes at certain gyms. You know, you have to really look at what you're going to do to set yourself up so that you're not a failure, so that you don't have to go and ask people for a loan or for help because you made such a rash decision. Nah, you better not quit this job if you don't have a nice stash of money in the bank or better yet, if you don't have something else lined up, because you know what? With online interviewing, you can interview at any time from any place. It's not like before where you had to put on a suit and show up with a printed resume in front of an office and wait one hour and your boss would be like, oh, that's a long lunch. You don't got to do that anymore. You can set up, you can hook up with a recruiter online. 
do all your interviewing before you even walk into your into your boss's office and say I quit. I love that because I you're so right. I would I remember there were people who I were I was friends with that would say to me, "Oh, I have to go on this job interview. Say that you're meeting with me so that they know that it ran long and and I just say to them, "Oh, we had a meeting and I have to cover for you." And I said, "Okay." I mean, it never got that serious where anybody would ever ask me, but still you have to create these or fabricate these different stories just to get out there and just to promote yourself or just to be able to get in front of people. Now it's a Zoom. Now it's a Teams meeting. So you're straight. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make Mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. One thing, my friend, she works for HR, and she tells me all the time, like, I advise people to follow recruiters for different companies, pinpoint the company you want to work for. Let's say you want to work for Google. Find the recruiter at Google, follow them, and, you know, just make connections on LinkedIn. There's a lot of different ways, you know, that you can go about this. 
But I think the first thing you got to do is, you know, make the decision when you want to quit. That's I think that's a good starting point. I think so. It's like really having that conversation with yourself and saying, okay, this is it. You look yourself in the mirror that one day and you're getting out of the shower and you just know. You just have that. Have you ever quit a job, honey? I have, yeah. But I've never quit a job without not having another job. I've never just gone home like and hoped for the best. I've always done the whole, you know, from one job to another. I've been working since I was 15, Carolina, with practically no time off. I'm trying to think if I ever quit a job. I mean, waitressing jobs, yes. But that wasn't really in my career. But no, nothing. I don't think that I've ever really quit when it comes to TV or radio or, you know, so I, I actually am not sure if I'm the best person to be given this advice right now. I'm just realizing this. <laughs> I haven't been in this position. I always thought people going to get mad at me. So I would always prepare like a two-week letter, I mean, a two-week notice or whatever. And then whenever right. the big boss wasn't around, I would like put it on their desk with their name on it. <laughs> like I was never like that ballsy person that would go in and be like, I quit. I never had like a negative quitting experience, but definitely two weeks notice that would get planted right on their desk. And I guess they would read it privately and be like, this little bitch is leaving. Right. So then you don't have to see their face or their disappointment. See, that's the thing. I would always feel so guilty. But even though you do realize that these companies, you're just a number. At that point, they're just going to put your job posting up. They're going to wait for people to respond and it's going to get filled. Unless, unless you say to them, you're going to quit and they come to you with the counter offer, baby. And that's what I'm talking about. You need to be prepared. You need to be ready to go with all of your facts. Like, a, like just a machine gun. That's it. Giving them all the facts about you. Telling them about all the wonderful things that you do. Because if they present you with a counter offer, that means that you're valuable. And that means that you need to use that point to get that leverage. And the leverage that you make there is going to set you up for that next promotion. So that's why I say you really got to sit back and think about all of the things that you contribute to your job while you're there. So that if you're ever in this position, you're set. You're ready to go. One thing I will say if, if this job is not good for your mental and it is a toxic environment, no matter what they say, please, you can find a better situation and a better environment where it will not affect your mental health. Because I do know people that are like, my job is making me sick. I can't. The stress is killing me. The anxiety is killing me. I don't mm -hmm, care what mm -hmm. kind of counter offer these people come with. If it is not good for your soul and it is not good for your mental, please walk away. But back to the counter offer. They can come with a lot of great things, Carolina. If you love it there and the problem is the pay, they might come with a counter offer. Have a solid number. This is how much I'm worth. If you want me to stay, this yeah. is how much you're going to have to pay me. So money could be a counter offer. I want the private jet. I want hair and makeup. I want a wardrobe. I want a stylist. I want it all. No, I'm kidding. And actually, you know what? I did just think I did quit a job and I can't even believe it. it's like one of the most important jobs of my career. I mean, it's not that I quit. I Elvis Duran and Z100. When I decided to walk away, yes. They were starting a TV show and they needed anchors. And the agent that I had at the time knew that I wanted to work in television. And I had been auditioning for The View and all this other stuff. And this opportunity came up and he said to me, look, for a woman to begin her TV career in the number one market, anchoring a morning show, it like basically never happens. So it's a local opportunity, even though it wasn't national, which is something that I wanted. He said, this is where you could really get your start, but they need an answer and they need you to decide and they want you to sign. And so there was the pressure. And so that's where, you know what I did? I had to look 
at everything that I was contributing to the radio show. I had to look at my quality of life, the things that I wanted, not now, but 10 years from now at that point, which was a family and all of the things that I needed. And so that's when I made the really, really tough decision to walk away from the show. But I did confide in my mentor and in my boss at the time because I said I never wanted him to hear it from somebody else. This industry is so small. And so that brings us to our next point. Yeah, it's like if you have this on the brain and you when you make that choice or when you make that decision, you want to leave in good graces. You don't want to leave with them saying like, oh, she's X, Y, Z, or she let her job go just because she knew she was walking out the door. You definitely want to leave with a good reputation. That's a fact, especially what you just mentioned. You know, don't let your job go. Just because in your heart you've decided you no longer want to be here, don't just stop working. Don't don't do that to your team. Don't do that to, you know, to your reputation. Don't do that to your reference. Because you spent five years at a company. What are you gonna do? Say do not call this company when you're out here job searching. So you know, do it right. And especially when you're in front of the boss or whoever it is that you're quitting with, you know, just know what to say when you're gonna quit. Well, I also think that there are great things to say, and I also think that there are things that you shouldn't say. Like, this isn't the time for you to vent your frustrations about, you know, Louie in the mailroom or, you know, Gigi that brings fish in on Wednesdays. This is not your time to just, like, start rambling off about all of the things that you hate about the job. I think that it's very productive to let your boss know maybe the places that they can improve because you want to leave it better than you found it. So I would say maybe that's your opportunity to say, look, the reason why I'm leaving is because I was never expected to do accounting and HR. I don't know. I'm making this up, you know, obviously. Um, But that's where you spell it out for them and say, perhaps the next person that's coming in here, you might want them to have this skill set. Or I found that this was really challenging. Or the hours just aren't working for me and my family anymore. You know, just give them some solid reasons so that they may be able to build off of that for the next person. Because you're leaving. It's not going to make, it's not going to affect you in any way. But I do feel like you should, if you have like a big boss, let's say, that is not really in tune with your position or what you do, Mm. I really think that you should let them know if their company is going through some struggles and the struggles pushed you out, I think you should make note and be like, okay, I understand you're not my direct supervisor. You don't really know what's going on, let's say, in my department. But these are all the reasons that I'm leaving and these are also all the areas where you can improve so that other people like me don't up and quit on you. So it's like, it depends really how comfortable you are with them and how much you really care. But I would definitely mention the reasons I quit so that they can fix it. Absolutely. And, you know, you want to be really constructive in your criticism. And that's where we're saying give them key points where they could actually do something to improve the work environment for that next person. Uh, I definitely think bad mouthing people before you walk out is not the move. It's just going to make you look slimy. It's just going to make you look bad. So reserve your thoughts to... MF them up and down when you're with your girlfriends and be like, Viste, ¿qué pasó con, you know, esta o el otro? Yeah, that's when you do it, when you're with your family or with your friends or people that you actually trust. Vent but that's at not home. exactly, exactly. Then you can give all the cheesement to all of your friends, but at the workplace, no. The other thing that I was going to say, and this actually does relate to it, you may think, you may think that you can confide in people at work. But the minute you leave, they will tell your mess. So just 
stay quiet, stay consistent with your story, and leave it at that. And don't tell nobody, talk about, I'm going to give notice, I'm going to give notice. Because in five minutes, guess who's going to know? Your boss is going to know you're going to give notice. People yep. cannot hold that in. You know how many places I've worked in that everybody's like, oh, such and such is going to quit. Oh, such and such is giving us two weeks. or so such and such is getting 30 days. That spreads like wildfire in the office. So hold that right in your gut. Tell your sister, tell your friend, tell your husband. These motherfuckers don't know. I'm about to quit on Friday. Not your co Oh, yeah. Yeah, because then it's like, viste que honey, ya se va a ir, ya está frustrada. Look at her desk, yeah, full of work. She, she get... Le va a mandar a la mierda. You know, like that's, but that's how it goes down. I start talking to somebody, then that person knows somebody, and then that person knows an assistant, and the assistants, they know it all, by the way. So don't think that the assistants don't know what's going on. Uh, the one thing that, that I wanted to bring up as well is you got to make it official, and that's the hard part. I feel like that's where you were a little bit scared before where you would write the letter and you'd like slide it under the door. Always, always. I think Carolina now, at this point in my career, I definitely would set up a face-to-face meeting with the big boss or even if it's just a live phone call if I can't go in right. person. But mm-hmm. this time around, I would definitely show face. I feel like I'm mature enough and I understand that they value everything I gave the company and they cannot be mad at me if I need to seek better opportunities for myself. I can't do it. I'm too emotional. You gonna cry? Always. I cry when I'm mad. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad, obviously. Um, I mean, there is just any reason. And you know what it is? And I always relate it to that I'm so invested. I really feel, I feel a lot of things. And it's so hard for me to really just let people, I don't know. I, I think it's hard for me to just put up this front. Yes, I'm a strong person. Yes, I'm a strong woman. I, I, yeah, all of the things. But I just think when it's my job because I love it so much and because I've been this invested in it, I do get mushy. I get So that, that would be a real challenge for me to do a face-to-face, I have to be honest. Some people welcome that face-to-face. They want to see that reaction. I want to see this bitch face when I tell her I'm not going to work here no more. I really wouldn't want to do that. You love your job, and you know, and we love you back. So it would be a, uh, it would be a hurtful moment. It's, it'll be a breakup. You know, for some people, it'll be like a sigh of relief. Some people would quit and walk outside Carolina and kiss every stranger walking down 42nd Street. I'm telling you because I have a <laughs> lot of friends. And I hear them, and there a lot of people are very, very unhappy. So, yeah, but definitely a face-to-face. Don't do what I used to do. Don't slide a two-weeks notice, and don't send an email. I feel like it's kind of, like, informal. You know, I have to give credit to my old producer, Colleen, because producer Colleen came to me a couple of months before she started looking at other jobs. And because we had such a great relationship, she said to me, and it was kind of the same thing, so I felt like it was reciprocated because the way that I went to Elvis when I was looking for another job, she came to me because she knew this was my right arm, my right hand. This girl anticipated everything I was going to say before I even said it. She knew what direction I was going to go in. And so I really saw myself growing with her. And when she came to tell me, I knew how hard that had to be for her because I know how hard it was for me when I had to have that conversation with somebody that I respected. And the minute that she said it, my heart broke for me obviously, because I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do without this girl? But then I said to her, look, I 
respect and appreciate you so much. And I love you so much. I will be here for you every step of the way. I just don't ever want to know from somebody else. Please, please just keep me in the loop. When you find the gig, I want to know. And let's just keep the lines of communication open. And then I did say to her, this stays between me and you. I will not tell a soul. And I didn't. Because I felt like that would be so unfair for her to be looking to get out of this industry or looking to get out of this job and to tell people her business, that really wasn't my place. So I am so proud that she confided in me and I'm really glad that she did that. But I think it also gave me time to mentally prepare for her to exit. Mother's Day is coming and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carolina, you're an amazing person, but you're also one in a million. I don't think anybody who will 
is thinking about quitting their job would even go to their boss and say, I'm thinking of quitting. I guess out of fear of being fired on the spot, you know, you have tact, you have, I guess you're mm-hmm. a caring person. Some people don't react well. Some bosses do not react well to the news that you no longer want to be at the company because of a, a lot of different things. They have to replace you. They might feel like you're ungrateful. And there's also the whole aspect of I no longer want a person accessing my files or accessing, you know, my records that's no longer going to be with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if, mm-hmm. if you can actually confide in anyone as far as I'm not gonna, I'm going to be looking, then they feel like you're going to be looking on their time. It's weird. You're dope. You're super dope for that. And Colleen doesn't understand how lucky she is because I know people actively searching and they are hiding. I didn't want her to do that. Yeah, I didn't want her sneaking around. I didn't think it was fair for her, for her mental load, because I knew that she was still going to help me with it. So it is a lot when you're really when you're thinking about repositioning in life. And now what? We're in our 30s, 40s. I'm in my 40s. She's in her 30s. And so I thought to myself, okay, this is an opportunity. You can either help her, support her and encourage her, or you could be an actual bitch make her life miserable and make your own life uncomfortable. And that for me was not the move. So I'm, I I do have to say, like I give producer Colleen a lot of credit, but I also think that we fostered that environment with each other. So even though I said, don't tell people, I think if there is that one person or if you're, if you have a mentor, but that's the thing, people can turn like that, honey. That's the problem. Carolina, listen, especially let's say like an industry where people know each other. Let's say like, let's say radio. Mm. We both work in radio. Everybody knows each other in radio. There is no going to your mentor that works in another market and telling them you want to leave. There is no such thing because it's like everybody knows everybody and and somebody always tells somebody, you know, you know, the amount of stuff I hear. Oh, such and such is quitting. Oh, such and such is got hired over here and they're going to announce it in six months. And they just talk. Everybody talks. I'm like, why do I always end up knowing when somebody's gearing up for a career change? It's because the industry is very small. And even though New York is huge, New York is un patio, a little backyard when it comes to certain yeah. industries. And people will sabotage you too. I've noticed that in our industry Hell big yeah. time. I saw it when I was looking for my own co-host. When I would tell people who I was thinking of having to come on the show because we did a bunch of tryouts. I tried out. I know. And I loved it. And I was so hopeful and that got shot down. But I know I, I really, I really wanted to create a show. And I asked them, I said, can I, can I get a third mic? Can I get a co-host and a third mic? Can I get two producers? Can I get, I think I asked for literally everything and a Capri Sun because I, I'm not even joking. I asked for seriously every combination. Hasta la luna. Hasta la luna. And they kept saying no, 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 no to me. But I at least love that I tried. But there were people who were really grimy that I would say, oh, so-and-so is going to come and try out with me for three days. Ah, uh, you don't want so-and-so. So-and-so is X, Y, Z, and so-and-so does this. Oh, and you don't even know about this about so-and-so. And I was like, well, damn, it really made me question. It made me question the people who were saying the trash to me because I'm like, wow, you're going to dog that person out before they even got a chance to go. Some of the people I didn't even meet in person, like I had never met. But I feel like that was so unfair. And if anything, I think I was more kind to those people because I was like, wow, some people really are trying to throw some dirt on you. This is not cool. So you want to almost help those people. But back to the whole like 
great resignation. I think that the one of the most important things that you need to remember is don't blow off the exit interview. I think it's always a good look, like we said, to have that conversation with your manager, tell him or her where they can improve. The exit interview is where you can really get down with HR and you can let HR know, hey, just a heads up, I was hired to be a photographer, but now I'm a videographer. Now I'm doing social media. Now I'm doing this or that. And that's where you can maybe bring some of those red flag things up to HR in your exit in a more professional way. I mean, look, I don't know. I mean, we're just trying to kind of navigate through this whole thing, but I know that there are so many people who are desperate to get out of their situations because it's such a toxic environment or because they're not seeing that growth that they expected. And I think also, you know, don't forget to, you know, what you learned and what, 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 you know, what the career or what working at this company taught you, you know, take away from it. You know, write it all down. Be like, this was my experience. This is what I learned. Kind of like wrap it all up and don't beat yourself up. Don't be like, oh, I wasted five years of my life at this horrible company. I'm pretty sure there were good moments and I'm pretty sure that you learned a lot from, you know, your current role. So give yourself a little bit of credit. Don't beat yourself up. And also ask your manager, you know, like, would you be willing to give me a reference? You know, leave that door open and, you know, don't kill the relationship. Don't leave there with a stank attitude. Well, yeah. And then I just thought of another thing. Social media is not your friend when you're about to resign, homies. Social media is not the spot. Don't be putting up memes. Don't be putting, I mean, just people can see right through that. The unhappiness, the negativity, don't contribute to it. I've always heard a saying, and I'm going to probably butcher it because I don't remember it verbatim, but make your moves in silence. Don't be posting it. I think there are so many people who do that. Here's your quote. Here's your quote. Well, the hood version of the quote, real G's move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> okay. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's exactly there it. it is. I knew I could come to you for it. Yes. I think that's Jay-Z or Biggie. One of the two. Don't, don't kill me for it, but yo, stay quiet. And even after you quit Carolina, there is no reason to go on social media and vent about your coworkers, vent about the company, vent about your boss. Even if you don't name people by name, trust me, that post is going to make it to every single coworker, supervisor, manager, and vice president's desk. There's your employee that quit. This is what he is saying about you. And you never know when you're going to come back because look at me, for example, I left the company. I went to CBS. I came back to iHeart because... I try to do things in the best possible and the most respectful way. Everybody has their own version of things. All you have to do is just be sure in yourself and be confident that you did it the best way that you possibly could. So I don't know. I hope that this episode, if you know somebody who's struggling or going through this, maybe you can share it with them because number one, they're not alone. Number two, I think that there are a lot of people who are sitting back and really looking and thinking to themselves, whether it's a career move, whether it is staying home for good for a short period of time or for, you know, taking a sabbatical. Maybe you've wanted to be more creative in your life. Maybe you want to write all of those things, whatever it is that you want to do, unfortunately, for people who are not planners, I would say 
you got to have a plan. You got to have some points and stick to them so that in the end, you don't get burned. We're just looking out for you. We don't want you to burn that little culito. Hell not. And we don't want you to burn these bridges. You know, people be like, I'm going to burn this bridge and, you know, whatever. Move on. F these people. Like, nah, don't do that. And whatever you do, also make sure to write a resignation letter. Yes. Yes. You have to. Leave it for your file, you know. And here's a couple of things that, you know, you should make sure you hit. You know, just note your last date. Let them know. Also, you know, appreciation and gratitude. Let them know what you're appreciative of. And, you know, maybe, um, you know, just thank them. I look forward to maybe working with you again the same way you just said. Like, you know, it's like I'm in a position now, but let's say I move on. And then in four years, they're like, wow, we have this great, you know, senior vice president position. And they're like, and I apply. And they're like, wow, she was amazing. Even when she left, she was so, you know, she was so gracious. She was so nice. She did it in such a good manner that you never know. You just might go back to that company later on as a big boss. And then you'll already know what to do, what not to do, and how to make sure that the culture at the company is what you would have loved. Can I give one more hint? Can of I give course. one more? Yes, Seriously, girl, because this, this just came show. to my mind. I'm just here. This is our show. This is us. I, I would love if you are considering leaving and you've seen somebody hustling and really doing their best and trying to move up within the company, give a word of recommendation. Say, hey, this job did not work out for me, but Melissa has really shown me that she wants to grow. I think that you guys should pay some attention to her. I love Maybe that. you can provide her with some training. I think that that might be the catalyst for one person to move up in their career. Just because it didn't work out for you doesn't mean that you can't leave I don't know. I just, I always try to look at the bright side. I always try to look at how, how can we lift each other up? How can we lift up another person, whether it's a guy or girl, whoever it is, when you're leaving, if you've seen that person that's taking on three jobs and that's always the person that you go to when you're in a pinch and you're like, damn girl, can you come and help me out? That's the person that you tell the big boss when you're having the conversation. Thank you for everything. I'm sorry that our time is done. If I may, I do have to say, I think Denise is a star. I think Denise really needs some more attention and maybe some training. And I think that you could really get a great employee out of her. I just have to give you my two cents before I leave. That is something that I think is super important. You know what's crazy, Carolina? I got my start working as a paralegal because of a situation like that. I was just a receptionist. I was 18 years old. And I remember right by my desk, there was an older woman, maybe 50s, 60s. I don't remember exactly. And she always mm-hmm. used to be like, let me teach you this or let me teach you that. And I'm like, fine, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. A year goes by, she retires. And before she retires, she tells my boss, you know who I want to have my job? You see that girl on the receptionist desk? She knows how to do everything I do. I taught her for the past year. I want you to give her my office. And Carolina, at 19 years old, they put me in an office and I became a civil litigation paralegal. And then I went to school to get my certificate. And boom, I was getting that bread early in the game. What a gift. And all she had to do was have a conversation. So think about it that way. Yes. And then, you know, I feel like the karma for you will grow and it'll open if you if you just do your best to try to help other people out. Look, I don't know. I, I feel like we've definitely brought up some great points tonight. But episode, if you want to reach out to us, uh, well, if we hold on, stretch before you pat yourself on the back, girl. Just stretch I just it feel out, like we know? just gave if so not- much good advice today. I really do. I really and I feel like we can pull from our own experiences and 
if we learn something, we can give that information to you guys so that you can do better. I always want people to do better than I did. And that's just something that I, I've, I've always been that way. I've never been the jealous type of person where, oh, I don't want this person to come up because we can all eat. We can all eat, but you got to support each other. There's food and you got to put yourself in a position. Yes, there's food for everybody. I mean, gas, I don't know. I don't know if y'all can afford it right now. Girl, I, I ain't even I can, driving but... no more. <laughs> I like carpool all day. I'm serious. But no, for real, if you guys have any questions, always feel free to reach out to us. DM me at The Real Carolina. Some of you guys reached out after the last episode, and I love when you give me your feedback, number one. But if you have follow-up questions, we're always here for you. You guys are the reason why we do this podcast. And we can always, you know, share articles, you know, if we mention a study, you know, just hit us up and be like, do you happen to have the link? And you know what? If we don't have it, we'll find it for you. We're here for you. We work for you. Absolutely. Yes, we are your resource. So make sure you hit us up. I'm at The Real Carolina on all social media. Follow me on the gram. I am Honey German and just Honey German on everything else. I'm actually the only Honey German in the world, Carolina. That's so amazing. I'm telling you, I'm the real Carolina, but only because there were imposters, damn it. So learn from my mistake. Get your name, park your name, go buy your website, do it all because you don't want to end up like me. Have a great day, guys. All right. Make sure to subscribe. Peace out. Life in Spanglish is a production of Life in Spanglish Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.